0: the marine kingdom, a kingdom who harbored the earth, who spat out the lands when the waters were divided, whose rivers and streams brought forth life. Yet it is the depths, the abyss in which all originated from, that holds man's demise. Sinister dregs sunk when the earth was baptized. The pit became their grave. However, not all perished. Those who swam did not sink. They endured and seek revenge. In this video, I am to discuss the marine kingdom with the goal to entice people to read the works within the Bible so that they may follow, more closely, the word of God. If you enjoyed the contents of this video, please remember to like, and if you would want to see more, subscribe. For a castle to be created, the foundations must first be laid. To understand what makes this kingdom, we will begin with its creation. Verses 1 to 9 introduce us to the spiritual and physical worlds that God created. For the physical, it was before land that there were seas. Therefore the depths have been rooted in the earth before she took her form. Due to the absence of light, it did not make the dark evil. With every step of the Lord's creation, he saw that it was good. As, what is good without God? The prince who calls the dark home, was yet to don the obsidian crown and fall from grace. It took six days for the Lord to make heaven and all the earth. On the sixth day he created man in his image, in his likeness. It was during this time that the one who held the high note fell low and whose mouth became the gutter. Satan spoke blasphemy against the Most High and sought after his throne. For his rebellion he was cast like lightning from the heavens and struck the earth inheriting it in the garden he took the form of a serpent and chose to exploit the weakest link in the chain like a coil he sprang his twisted words reaching the ears of Eve she hearkened to his half-truths and took a bite of the forbidden fruit Adam followed suit and the serpent's sin spread to man then the Lord said because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The prophecy of the serpent and the seed would not be fulfilled until Christ was on the cross. Christ was the perfect human, sinless in all his ways. But it was not only his conception that made him pure, it was his bloodline, It is within the following chapters of Genesis that we understand the meaning of pure, and how close the fallen had come to fulfilling their mission. Chapter 6 reads, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were Nephilim in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The mentioned sons of God are fallen angels. Within the book of Enoch, the fallen are named and so are their exploits. Enoch was the great grandfather of Noah. Within the Bible, he did not perish on the earth. Instead, he was taken by God at the age of 365. The history of the book of Enoch and the contents therein, I have covered within my previous videos. In those, I discuss why the flood was necessary as all flesh had become corrupted beyond repair. The importance of how Noah was perfect and what made him perfect is revealed when reviewing the Hebrew text. In verse 9, we read that Noah was righteous and blameless. This word translated as blameless is the Hebrew word, tamim. It means, without blemish, sound, healthful, without spot, unimpaired. It describes a lack of physical blemish. The use of the word suggests that Noah did not have the same genetic difference that the majority of the population of the earth had. Noah had no tarnished genetic changes brought about by the fallen angels' invasion or incursion into the human species." End quote. This corruption began with heavenly seed intermingling with earthly bodies. Genesis 6 verse 4 is where we read the word Nephilim. This word not only applies to the giant offsprings between the sons of God, and daughters of men, but also it has come to mean the disembodied spirits that once held the breath of life and subsequently perished in the flood. The Nephilim defiled all flesh. Everything that walked, crawled, flew and swam fell under their diabolical hands. Enoch chapter 7 reads, and they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. During the time of the flood, we see that the Lord mentions all that will die, except those of the sea. This means that not only did the sinful sink to the depths, but those that were defiled by the fallen remained there, untouched and unpunished. Since the time of the antediluvian period, man has done little other than scratch the surface of what lies beneath it is reported that over 80% of our ocean remains unexplored, and that we know more of space than our own marine kingdom. The deepest depths of the ocean are known as the Hadal Zone, this taking its name after the Greek god of the underworld, Hades. Hades being the brother to Poseidon, the Greek god of the sea. It is no coincidence that the gods of the old world, who many believe to be the giants, called the Nephilim, of the Antediluvian period are who share their names with the world's most unknown regions. They, like their namesake, are a relic whose origins turned into myths. Those myths transformed into new deities. The biblical flood made a mark on man's memory and the water that brought forth death became represented in numerous ways. A few examples are the Canaanite God, Yam. They were the god of the sea representing its violent nature. Like the Greeks, this god of the sea had a brother similar to Hades, in that this brother, named Mot, was the god of death. For the Egyptians, it was the god of the source of the Nile, Canum. They are one of the earliest Egyptian deities. Due to the annual flooding of the Nile, which brought forth resources such as clay and silt, he was thought to be the creator of human children he would form the child from clay within a potter's wheel and place them within a mother's womb. For the last example, the Mesopotamian god, Circe. He is usually depicted transporting the sun god, Shamash. Shamash is a being associated with the underworld, again echoing those of the sea being involved with overseers of death. Sersir portrayals typically feature a snake tail, serpent, or dragon-like head, which is yet more marks of the devil and his involvement with the flood. Serpents of the sea are also seen within the Bible. The Leviathan, which is a creature referenced in many books, is said to be one of the Lord's mightiest creations, unkillable by man, but a plaything for God. The book in which the Leviathan is referred to the most is the book of Job. The Lord describes this primordial creature with intricate detail, bringing Job perspective of God's might And how the lord oversees every motion whether it be on land or the sea it is also within job that we read that dead things are formed from under the waters and the inhabitants thereof this alludes to the fact that there is life within the waters but not all are living the leviathan is not only a described physical being but for deliverance ministries is the name for a demon who inhabits its host the leviathan spirit is often the result of pride or unforgiveness Similar in nature, a python spirit comes via rejection, coiling around the person's spine. Both these and other serpent-like demons are a part of a much larger group. Marine spirits, sometimes referred to as water spirits, is a generic term. As explained, the biblical flood wiped out all creation, with a few exceptions. Water encompasses 71% of the earth's surface, as well as 60% of the human body. Meaning, that these spirits can easily inhabit a person, as we are not only surrounded, but made up of the water in which drowned the judged for their sin. The Book of Enoch counts 200 angels who sided with Satan and sought to corrupt the earth. And although it describes their offspring, it does not say how many were produced. This is how those without Christ, which is unfortunately a large percentage of the earth, can be inhabited by more than one demon at one time. An example of this occurring is actually seen during the times of Jesus. The book of Mark chapter 5 reads, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out, and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, they were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. These verses reveal many things. Jesus had travelled into the country via a ship, it is here by the sea, that is, by the marine kingdom, in which he meets a man who is ravaged by a legion of demons. The demons instantly recognise Jesus, as he is the Son of God, and they know their judgement will come, However, they do not know when. The devil knows the word, but he does not know the end. As it was not the day of judgment, Jesus cast the spirits into a herd of swine, and they ran feverishly into the sea. The demon's objective was not to continue surviving within these lesser hosts. Rather, they were to use the pigs as a means of transportation, returning the demons to their kingdom. This is not the only time that the prophecy of the serpent and the seed is symbolized during the times of Jesus. The book of Matthew chapter 14 reads, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, For the wind was contrary, and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. As I stated in the beginning, when the Lord made heaven and earth, the earth was without form. Light had yet to come into existence, and yet the dark was good. Jesus goes out into the sea at night. It is said that the light will always overcome the dark. Jesus is the light of the Lord. He is the Word made flesh. Him walking upon this deep abyss is parallel to the time of creation, when his spirit hovered over the waters. Now he walks upon its face, his heel crushing the serpentine waves and those that dwell within. He is a conqueror of the dark, of the deep, of the fallen things that sank to the bottom, that await judgment. In conclusion, those of the marine kingdom came into existence outside of God's will. They cannot go to heaven, neither can they go to hell. Their plane is the earth, and the waters are their home. They are the river from which flows sinister intentions. They twist and turn, awaiting for the opportunity to be invited. Through sin, the door is opened and like a tide, they flood your temple. Only through him will legions flee, darkness hide, and devils cower. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Only through him can you be saved. As mentioned in the beginning of this video, the aim is to get you interested in the works of the Bible. If your interest has been piqued, then please read the original text yourself. If you have additional commentary on the Marine Kingdom and the events discussed within this video, then please leave a comment. I look forward to reading them. If you wish to support the work I do here on this channel, please see my Patreon. You will be given exclusive access to additional content. On that note, thank you to my patrons and channel members. I am blessed to have your support. If you enjoyed, please remember to like and subscribe, as it helps the channel immensely. God bless, and goodbye.